Uh, you caught me. It's Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, live from Valley of the Dirt, people. We've had a couple of weeks off. This is going to be a great show. My name is Jimmy Lewis. I got Matt Mattoon over here pushing buttons and, and fixing camera angles. Fixing camera angles. Uh, you can blame Logan. Logan actually framed me up completely off. Ha- I was cut in half. Yeah, I did notice on, on his episode that... Uh, Little camera mishaps. Yeah. Did uh, did we... Did we... Yeah, we got it fixed. So this show is brought to you by a lot of sponsors. You'll see them going over on the back of my head. Of course, Yamaha being one of our primary sponsors. But that's not going to stop us talking about our number one subject tonight. The Kobe 450. The Kobe... Kobe... Kobe? The Kobe... Kobe. Kobe, the, Cove. The dealer said the Kobe. Okay, whatever you want to... The dealer. There's a dealer? Yeah, the, yeah. Or the importer? I thought it was a dealer. Uh, a dealer that the importer was oh, connected to. Right, at the at the Tour Tech rally. So we've been gone, but Webbike Jim actually asked a really good question. And we're going to start this out. So Webbike World Jim on Instagram says, Hey man, my f- question is first and foremost, is this... Good enough on road to be considered an adventure bike, or is it just another dual sport? Matt, answer that in one word. For the Cove? Cove? Yes, yes. I would say yes. Yeah, how many miles? Did we did We did 1,500 miles on it. Even, and actually. It was it's kind of uncanny. It's probably, in all honesty, and now I know why. I, I know why it's such a good on-road adventure bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't do hardly any road at all on it <laughs> i wrote i wrote a tenere yeah so i, I was gonna say the same thing yes and i think it's the weight <laughs> yeah that, i mean that thing was really stable on the road uh as someone who has pretty much only ridden dirt bikes and i've ridden 250 dual sports on highways this thing also, was really stable klr 650 yeah yeah, yeah. You've, ridden, you've ridden a lot of my different bikes around yeah, but but not on the highway like that, like long long, long distance, long distance. Yeah, and, and I was, I was impressed by it. Yeah, it was pretty stable. Your ass was hurting. My ass was hurting at the end of the sixteen hour day. Yeah, sixteen hour day. He had a little. He had a little. Uh, Which I need more of those. That was actually kind of fun. Right. So anyhow, um, Jim, hopefully that uh, answers your question. The answer is yes. Uh, you're never. So I think it's going to be in good as good on road as like a CRF three hundred rally. Like as far as comfort, and that's a very comfortable bike. I think it was. I, I think it was. I'm thinking about KLR 650 right now, mm-hmm. and the KLR has a mushier seat, and you could probably. And the seat in the Cove was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. I, like literally, it was only at the end of the day, long at, at the end of the days where I was starting to feel it, and then the end of the 16 hour day was when it was just actually like, okay, I'm right. actually uncomfortable. Yeah. So Kyle McCoy on Instagram says, question on the Cove is fairly simple. It finished the Dakar, so it's clearly good enough. It's one-third of the price of the RFR, which is the KTM rally bike that's actually nearly impossible for a regular person to get. But anyways, so the question will be how many will be available and is it possible to buy any parts? So I was told that there's about, uh, I wrote notes down, that there was about, 150 to 200 produced like that's how many of these things there are currently or were produced in this initial production run they're making another production run and they they have a couple different variants they have a a low one a tall one 
and then they have a rally spec one. And you can go on the website and just search Cove USA and Cove A, Cove. And uh, there's there's the information on it. It's not super in-depth, and we'll get into this a little bit later. We'll definitely get into it in our full review video. But uh, I heard, and, and Kyle was over there, so he may have seen this, that those guys were riding very carefully and very slow in Dakar, and the only objective for them was to finish, which they did. They finished all three bikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been doing some other rallies. Um, they did some rallies over in China. Uh, they did... Uh, um, they came over here and did the Snore Rally. They've been out, and the owner is serious about this stuff. They they would like to do good. They've announced that they want to you know get up in the top twenty next year, the top ten the year after, and then start competing for podiums. They've literally announced this. So, uh, I'm pretty sure that parts availability. It seems like the importer he's been doing he's been doing Chinese mini bikes and stuff for a while. He's familiar with this this business and and and. Uh, the relationship he is able to get parts for those things he's confident he's going to be able to get parts for these it seems like they even go to the level where they kind of source some better parts sometimes because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that we'll call we'll call it knockoff um and uh, we'll kind of get into get into that a little bit definitely in the test we'll talk about it because i when i first saw it i looked at it and said okay they, they copied a ktm then i looked at it closer and it was like no they didn't really copy a ktm because the motor is their own and they upgraded the motor from what it was it's a very common bottom end that i'd seen before but they upgraded it now has a dual overhead cam on it so it has like a high performance head on top of it and then you start looking at it, it's like wait this is more honda than it is ktm at least underneath the shell and the motor is more I almost want to say Yamaha. <laughs> so it's it's a, and then you start looking at how they fasten things, and and it's not typical Chinese stuff. It's kind of like a, it's the next level, and we'll get into that. We did an oil change, we weighed it, we did uh, stuff, and Johnny Betford Beltford says, why would anyone buy a Chinese bike? Well, I mean, for the price, affordable. Number one, yeah, yeah, yeah. The price, the price is so it's it's nine thousand, it's ten thousand bucks, and you're not even going to touch anything close to it, you know, in in the in the price range. Like if that's the direction you want to go, and and I'm not talking about the racing direction. The racing one's twelve grand, and it comes with you know a real rally fairing and and uh, you know tower and different stuff like this. But um, the one we tested was the adventure bike version. It was the mm-hmm. one that they're hoping to get homologated and street legal. Uh, and so it had a, you know, it had a catalytic converter in it. It was tuned to run and meet emissions standards. It sure as hell is not going to meet sound. I know this because the intake noise is too loud, mm-hmm. but the muffler is actually fairly quiet, actually really quiet. But, uh, yeah, uh, it, you know, if you would have asked somebody in 1971, why would anybody buy a Japanese bike? It's the exact same question. Mm-hmm. as what you just asked there. I mean, they're coming around and there's, we, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I'm probably a little concerned about what China is doing overall, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the, the instrument cluster, it could be, it could be one of their, you know, attack plans. It's like they, they've got all the kids. So they, they're going to, I figured this out today when, you know, when I was thinking, mm-hmm. and if you don't believe me, just, um, just wait five years. 
they're gonna they'll first they'll activate the kids through TikTok. They'll turn the kids into a mutant army of of to try to overthrow the you know this country mm-hmm. and then things like the cove the, the the instrument cluster is all ai and it'll come and attack you so that's mm. that's why you shouldn't buy a chinese bike not because it's not a good bike and everything but that's what i think i think uh yeah i mean geopolitics aside it's like it's a solid <laughs> bike like I, i'm not i'm when i'm testing it, like when we're riding it i'm not thinking about oh this is chinese i'm thinking like oh, i'm actually having fun on this bike okay so dirt and, bike 616 has a question all-time favorite dirt bike for enduro and woods. Dirt bike six one six. This show is brought to you by Yamaha. Mm. It would not be possible without the help of Blue Crew. Uh, also, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs, Double Take Mirrors. You can also support Dirt Bike Test by going through our links on the website to Amazon. Today's Prime Day. Do you know this? Amazon has all kinds of stuff for super cheap. I'm actually thinking about buying a TV because I basically broke my TV because uh, it's big and it fell or I was maneuvering it and it was heavy and it touched something. And anyway, so I might be getting a TV. Mm. I'm, I'm going through the link on dirt bike test. I'm going to get that. So if you're buying a TV today, like me on prime day, uh, click through our link. I would appreciate it. And then Matt can have some chocolate chip cookies or something like that. Yeah. After the show. Okay. So best all time, um, enduro woods bike. This is it gonna be a 300 TPI? Oh, 300 TPI. Okay. Well, no, no. Is I? It, oh, I thought, you're you're asking me what it is? Uh, it's it's your personal opinion. Oh wait, so you're asking me? Yeah. Well, no. Um, um, some other guy, and I forget what his so, name so, was. So, so I thought the question was addressed to you, but if if we're both oh, chiming it, in, it probably was. If we're both chiming in, uh. It's See. like these are the questions. So I've got so CRF450X. What is your opinion on it? Mm-hmm. Well, Randall, if you go to dirtbiketest.com and you look at the test there, there is a test, and that's our opinion of it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how that works. Yeah, we actually spend a little bit of time, but I'll tell you that um, I like the bike, uh, the RX. I think it's gotten a lot better since they've 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 refined it. It's definitely better, uh, but uh, it's kind of pointed in a certain direction. I we, we have a, a big comparison with all the off-road bikes there, and you will get uh, my opinion on that. I was one day it was my favorite bike, and then the next day it wasn't. Uh, you know, just based on I, I was able to do changes and settings on other bikes. I I don't know if I were to pick one bike out of anything, I'd just say KTM 500 EXE. And I've said this many times before. Mm. That's a bike I can pretty much do anything on. It has a license plate. I can trail ride it on gnarly stuff. I can, I could, if I wanted to, I could ride it around a track. Never would, but I could mm-hmm. um, if I had to. So uh, that's the uh, those are the answers. I bet so, you those guys are already gone because Instagram attention span is uh, short. Somebody wanted to come on my show. Oh. Actually, a lot of people wanted to come on the show. There's a way to do this, friends. Uh, if you get clipped off on the inner on the Instagrams here really soon. We have a link on the live YouTube show and on the Facebook show, and it's a it's a Zoom call, and we Zoom you in. It's the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline, where we bring you into the show, and we can answer your questions live and in person, and then uh, then you can answer those. Mm-hmm. Then you can be live, but not here. <laughs> uh, so there is one thing, a point I want to uh, touch on right. uh, back on the COVID. 
Uh, so Paul Bernstein is saying, I think an EXE or a WR with a big tank and a rally tower is a much better option. The Cove sounds like a cheap pit bike to me. This is the this is the hurdle that they're going to have to overcome. And I tell you what, I would love to sit here and tell you that it's a cheap pit bike and they're, it, it's, it, it's, it's all those influencers that got on it early that were just tripping over their ding-dongs to tell you how bitching it was. I, I was just going, really? Because I don't, I mean, every once in a while I watch that. And a lot of times I watch some of the videos because everybody was asking me the same question. And I think they were asking me the question because they saw these guys that everything's good. When these guys ride anything they ride, it's just good. Oh, it's so great. It's good. And uh, so I didn't, you know, I, I took it. I'm like, I didn't believe it. I said, I'll let you know when I wrote it. Now I've ridden it. And they're, they're right. It's really it. The bike is very surprising, and I have a list here. And I know everybody wants me to talk crap on it or say it's it's bad, and I'm I'm not going to be able to do that because I'll tell you the things I don't like about the Kobe straight up. And Matt, you can you can just tell me yes or no. Mm-hmm. The ABS is junk for it's for off road. Absolutely the worst that I've experienced. Yep, me too. Like um, n- not even a question. So so we after it. You know, it arms itself when you turn the bike on and off. I need to go actually see if it arms itself when you just shut the kill switch off. It's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. But like I said, there it does some glitchy thing. It, it seemed to just come on. This is come the, back this on. is the this is the Chinese thing. It, it's mm-hmm. it, you're never a hundred percent sure of exactly what you're getting, and sometimes even the importer doesn't know exactly you know what's going on and it could change mid-stroke it could change mid-production run it could you know the next hundred bikes to go over but these are the hurdles that they're going to have to overcome just like these questions that that we're getting so abs so we just disabled it we took the sensor out of the front wheel zip tied it to the to the to the cable and it faulted and it didn't work and it was great the brakes frankly are amazing yeah they're, they're really good they're really good it's got a big front rotor on it I mean, when you roll the bike backwards, they make funky noises. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it kind of sounds when, like an animal dying. Yeah, when you're going forward, nothing's happening. But yeah, it it it's a uh, it's really good. The brakes are the brakes are good. So, anyways, ABS, uh, just take it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so just just to kind of really sink it in, what, where would you put it in comparison to like the the normal manuf- the typical manufacturers it's, that we it's like a, with? it's like a first generation BMW ABS from the ni- late 1980s. It's it's like it goes. Dun, 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 dun. Oh no, the ABS. I'm talking like the brakes with with the ABS disabled. Oh, it's as good as it's as good as anything else out there. And mm-hmm. you know what? Some of those long, long downhill roads that we did, they were yeah. like they were like you know seven and eight miles of pretty good downhill. Mm-hmm. Did, they never overheated or faded, did they? Not once. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, there was no I, complaints. That's and I was worried when I was going down there, even on my bike. I you mm-hmm. know I was I know I was on the brakes quite a bit, and I'm I'm like going you know I was on Tenere, mm-hmm. and I'm just going. I wonder if it's going to overheat. I wonder if I'm just going to get soft pedal. And I never, yeah. I never got soft pedal, but I was, that's why I was going to ask you that too. Yeah. I, okay. No, not once. So the only, the other thing, next thing, low end throttle response. And so, <laughs> yeah. so this is mostly when you're just sitting there trying to rev it, free rev it when you're, when you're just parked, you know, you're just kind of like warming it up and you're kind of chopping the throttle and stuff. It gets a little bit confused. And so today I actually pulled the pipe off. It has a cat, it has a catalytic converter and it has a big catalytic converter in it. This is generally the, the uh, most bikes that have cats like that do this. It's just, it's just, it's a kind of a restriction in the exhaust and 
when you all of a sudden throw a bunch of fuel in there, it, it does some things. So, so, but it's very rare that you're riding at that RPM unless you're doing really technical riding. And that's not what this bike is for. This bike is for dual sporting and adventure riding, not extreme enduro and first gear, which we did some of on accident. Mm-hmm. And, right. and that was, uh, pretty much when the fan was really going. Yeah. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fan was, I mean, yeah, we had the fan going, the bike never overheated. It did its job. In fact, we got to a point where we were on a road. We didn't know if the road went through. So I said, Matt, give me your bike. Cause his was, he wasn't carrying 118 pounds of stuff on a twin cylinder bike. Mm-hmm. So he pulled very quickly, pulled his Moscow moto soft bags, pulled the heavy stuff out of it real quick. I hopped on the bike rode about a mile and a half down through what literally a, a, where it used to be a road. It was now a river bed and, and by bed, I mean, just over giant boulders and hopping up on a cow trail off to the side and down and came to the waterfall that wouldn't let us go through. And I turned around and rode back and said, well, we're turning around and mm-hmm. we're going to do those ditches and waterfalls that on video don't look like much, but yeah, took every bit of skill I had to get back out of there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was impressive to watch. So that low end throttle response, it wasn't KTM 500 like, no, and no. It was more like a, a KTM 500 that somebody bought like a Bob Bitchin ECU for it that doesn't mm-hmm. carburate and it, it flutters and stalls. It, it was like when you pull the reeds out, it was more like that mm-hmm. than it was like a stock clean running, um, you know, uh, KTM. But anyways, low end throttle response. And we're talking low is below 3000 RPM. There's not a hiccup or a, or a glitch after that. It runs, revs out, runs to 10,000. Really good uh, power. We'll get to that in a minute because um, it's definitely not a complaint. Uh, the third thing that I wrote down, and this is not for me. I like this. Gappy wide ratio transmission. So it has a very wide ratio six-speed transmission. And you could easily fix it by just changing, you know, adding two teeth to the to the two, three teeth. I'd say three teeth would probably be better to the rear sprocket but i have no problem with the 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 tallness of first gear for what we did Mm -hmm. and i love that six gear was a lugger you could click it up into six gear and go 70 miles an hour and it was it wasn't buzzy and it wasn't revving too much it it does achieve top speed in six gear because i had it going 103 miles an hour today and i downshifted into fifth and it went into the rev limiter just to make sure i was checking the gear ratios and stuff so on a downhill that sixth gear is great. If I'm on a slight uphill grade, I'm only in fifth gear, and I'm happy with it. So uh, I think most people will complain about that, but the shifting was fine. I I, I think I missed one shift when I was you know trying to mm-hmm. I was testing stuff, but I was doing wide open, blipping throttle power shifts, no clutch, mm-hmm. no problem. Uh, clutch was fine even when I was doing the stupid stuff. It's a little grab. It's a little. I I've just I've discovered it's grabby. Com- compliant. It's it's a it's a quick release clutch. And combined with the the uh, the th- time, either with the throttle response and the clutch, th- then it then the clutch isn't bad on its own. But when combined with the throttle response, and if, if the throttle response were better, the clutch wouldn't be bad. Uh, vice versa, it's not bad. It's just uh, it's just a little quick release than what I think. It's like an old Magura on a KTM, mm-hmm. very very fast to release, but light pull, nice. Uh, and my last last thing I wrote that I complained about was the intake noise. Mm-hmm. The noise coming up from between the gas tanks right out of the air filter into your face while you're riding. It's an earplug bike. you got to have earplugs, period. 
Mm -hmm. So that's it. That's the only things I can complain about on that bike. Uh, other than, eh, I looked around. There's there's a couple little Mickey Mouse hardware things, mm -hmm. like like that. It's, it, but it's way better than I've ever seen before. And and uh, yeah, so those uh, of that whole bike. That's that's all that I complain about. Everything else about the bike is what I expected or exceptionally better. Mm -hmm. And we haven't like so we haven't talked about power, which means nope. it it was better than I expected. We haven't mm -hmm. talked about suspension means better than I expected. Yeah. Handling better than I expected. Yeah. And, I, and I didn't have super low expectations. I had mm -hmm. a, a, I would say medium expectations, but uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Any other, uh, for me, the, the dash, uh, definitely seemed a little, a little glitchy and not necessarily intuitive. Uh, there'd be times where I thought I had something set and it wasn't set. Uh, and you played around with it a little bit more and you're able to get to work. Um, and just, uh, the, just kind of like the dash and electronics are kind of like my, would only be the only complaint I would add on top of that. Um, it's, oh, and the fuel gauge was wildly inaccurate. Uh, yes. So these are, so that the whole dash thing, I just, I don't care. I don't like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to play a computer game while I'm on my motorcycle. Yeah. But I, I just thought it'd be worth mentioning that, yeah. you know, if you're someone who is, uh, all, yeah, like, so, so one of the reasons I like the Tenere better than the. KTM adventure bikes is it's it's got a simple dashboard on it it tells me the temperature outside what my fuel fuel you know fuel tanks are mm -hmm. and and a couple other little things I don't need to know all this other stuff and I don't like having to scroll through menus and do all this I mean I I can geek out better than anybody with like my app on my phone to send maps to my to thing but when I'm riding I'm riding mm -hmm. and so once I'm on the bike I don't you know if I just, if I just have a couple modes I can set it someplace else and then just switch a switch I'm happy uh, but yeah, I do. Um, I I do agree that it's and it's Chinglish. Yeah, there's a lot of that. It, it's all designed in Chinese. Yeah, and then, and then there's is a, there's a button. I, I it's funny because one of the other videos I saw when they turned it on, it was in Chinese, and they're like, "How do we get out of this menu?" <laughs> you know, because you, yeah. you wouldn't even know which which one of those symbols means. And the uh, switch to English. And this was something the importer was kind of was pretty upfront yeah, I about. think they're I think they're good yeah they're gonna they're gonna improve it and yeah the fuel gauge uh deal like what did it do it told you your engine oil was low right yeah I mean that 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 was to be you know that was the chinglos there it said <laughs> engine oil low please fuel yeah uh, or something like that but uh it was just how inaccurate that that fuel gauge was I mean I literally there was a time where the fuel light came on I turned the bike off I turned the bike on and it was back to half a tank yeah so well here's the good thing it holds well. It says it says it holds eight gallons of gas. We ran it dry, and I put six point eight gallons. We literally, when it stopped running, I put six point eight gallons back into it. So, if it's eight gallons, there is, you know, a gallon and a half essentially, roughly, that's not being used someplace in there. I don't think that's the case because I looked at where the pickups are. I think it's just you know just the with tanks like that, the front tanks don't hold that much fuel. No, no, no. It was mostly the, the rear held a lot more. Yeah. yeah, it gets between forty and forty-five miles a gallon. Uh, mostly forty-five, maybe a little bit more. So that's the uh, that's the the thing. It weighs three hundred and we just did it. Three hundred and seventy-five ish. Three. Yeah, three. Well, the 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 Husaberg was was two seventy five. So this is three 
You got to look at the three seventy seven, about three eighty actually. Three eighty. That's what it yeah, was. It was three, it was three seventy nine. Three seventy nine, yeah, yeah. and there was forty two. We ca- we think there's roughly forty two pounds of fuel in there. So mm-hmm. do with that. That blew me away. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel like it. No way. I I was I was absolutely shocked when I saw that number. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, no way. That's what I told yeah. you. I said, put it up again because there's no way. Yeah, yeah, because when I told you, you said, no, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like that. And I actually, we, we checked the scales. Scales are good. Rolled a, rolled a Husaberg on there that I know what it weighs, and it, it weighed exactly what it was supposed to weigh. Mm-hmm. And then I went outside, and the Husaberg is a heavy-feeling motorcycle. It's top-heavy. And I so I le- you saw me leaning it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just doing a couple little things. And, yeah, the Koei, it, you know, when you start paying attention to it, it's like, yeah, it's heavy. That's why it's such a smooth riding adventure bike. bike. Yeah, yeah, because that weight, that mass, really deadens everything, which translates over. It's built with heavy shit. Well, <laughs> nice heavy Chinese metal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's not. I guarantee you, take that swing arm off, and you hold a KTM swing arm, which it looks like a you know a copy of. One's going to weigh significantly more. If those wheels look like KTM ish kind of cush driver wheel. I guarantee you, I remember when we picked it up, when we were changing the tire, mm-hmm. it was heavy. So it's it's probably built pretty strong. Steel frame, the motor, it's probably like a beta. Like you, you pick up a beta motor and you pick up a KTM motor and it's there's a big weight difference in those. Just bigger parts, bigger bearings, um, you know. So, yeah, uh, what else can we tell you about? So somebody wanted to know, web bike, Jim wanted to know uh, about the suspension. Uh, Matt seemed to like the bike running really low in the rear, squatted out in the rear. Yeah. Uh, so I went to, I, I mean, I, I rode it and that's the first thing I noticed when I, when I went out and I took the bags off and went and I figured the bags were causing that, but it was actually just shock spring. Yeah. Just the shock spring was already too, you know, it's too low, which I went to fix. And here's, here's another Chinese thing. It has aluminum rings that looked like somebody had whacked on already that maybe had deformed them and they weren't, they're not stuck on the, you know, they're kind of sticking on the body, but they're not hard anodized. So they're not, they're, they're sticking on the shock body. So it was really hard to get the extra spring preload that I wanted into it. I got some of it into it, but not as much as I would have wanted to get it set balanced. But anyways, Matt was riding a little low rider style in the back. So it made the front end feel harsh. And the rear end tend to ride a little bit low in the stroke, and then it and then it would it would uh, I don't want to say it bottomed easy because it didn't. I, mm. I was expecting I was expecting it to just blow through the stroke and bottom out, and it didn't. It actually had it held up good, pretty well. It had good damping character, but you could tell it could be the bike could be it would the bike will feel lighter after adding the the, the spring preload to it, and uh, I think it'll I think it'll you know get a lot more compliant. The rear was really compliant already, but I'm thinking if by doing that, then I'll be able to stiffen it up a little bit more in the rear. Mm-hmm. And like, the, what was the one thing I said when I told you the one thing a racer would say about this bike? Uh, there's no too much, no, no, no safety. No safety. So so if I were racing this thing, which I took it out and rode it kind of hard, it doesn't have that safety built into it that that a, that a quote race bike would have. But nobody that's going to buy this as an adventure bike is going to be concerned with this. So, uh, yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris, uh, I did. <laughs> Believe it or not, I did. <laughs> I think, like I said, I think somebody, I think one of the uh, rocket scientists that had it before me, I believe that they um, hit the shock preload ring in a way such that it is no longer totally round. This is my take on it because when I went to when I went to loosen it, it wouldn't loosen it, and it looked like that the shock preload thing. The, the rings had been pretty galled. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the 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 teeth of the of the rings were it had been hit with something pretty hard and probably not in the proper direction. So yeah. Anyhow, so, hey Instagram, I tell you what, if you, I know a lot of people are requesting to kind of jump in here and go live. Uh, how's the suspension, Moto Fred? Uh, we just talked about that. Got that to you. It's good. It's good, especially for like dual sporting adventure riding. I yeah. thought I thought it was fine. I I think when you ride it tomorrow, you'll be impressed with when we get it balanced out. Because mm -hmm. did did it ever feel like the friend was a little bit harsh, like on the on the chop? Uh, yeah, and I, I especially felt it when. Uh there would be like, um, like a, a, a sorry, a ditch or a pothole in the shadows, uh -huh. and I wouldn't see it to the last second, like, so yeah, I couldn't the, slow down properly, and it would, I would feel it there. Yeah, and uh, so no, I uh, I was not able to bottom it regularly. I could bottom it if I wanted to. Uh, Dirt bike TV, uh, yeah, Jay, we are talking about the Cove 450. Thanks to Park City Dual Sport for clearing that up. So if you want to get more and want to get on this show live, go over to our other feed and you can uh, call in on the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Zoom line. Yep. Uh, so, and we're going to do Rooster Endo. So if you, we're still looking for a submission for Rooster Endo? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to have your bike on tonight, we, have we actually have a couple slots. You can win a $100 gift certificate from Takamoto. Uh, everybody stay safe. Don't drink too much of this like I will. And uh, we'll see you clowns out in the trail. So I turn this off now, and I get back to the uh, regular part of the show. We're going to go into the questions that we have on our yeah. thing here. Um, so let me see here. You start asking. I'll start yeah, answering. So it was uh, – what was it? was it? So Josh K. had asked, Jimmy, have you ridden the 450 RFR? Yes. Uh, not, the, not the newest one, um, but the – I think I've ridden. I don't know if they. I don't know if it got the big upgrades that the factory bike had yet. I. I don't know. Um, but I've ridden the 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 most current. I think I believe I've ridden the most current customer one. So I can compare it to. I can compare it to that, and uh, it's absolutely nothing like that. <laughs> Other than it has the same shape. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it has a lot less power which you would expect, mm -hmm. but it has the same power characteristic. You know how the, you know how the coves kind of light on the bottom mm -hmm. and then it just builds and builds and builds. And the more you rev it, the faster it goes. Yeah. 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 That's an RFR. Um, I think, uh, definitely the suspensions, uh, pleasure than RFR. RFR road was kind of stiff. Um, RFR felt bigger. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So, uh, so from Chris Dabney, question, Jimmy, is that you at Bob Hanna's ISDE clinic in 91 randomly popped up on YouTube the other day? Uh, yeah, I was at that. That was awesome. Like Bob Hanna, uh, probably one of my favorite writers of all time. Still, I just like that guy because he told it like it was. And where I need to search that, send us a link to that because I'd love, I'd love to re-remember -re -re that because 
<laughs> I can tell you a story about this. So Bob, Bob's thing was he was better on the brakes than everybody else. And I took that and that was like, I'm going to be that guy. And I'm still that guy. I still, and Bob that day told us he would outbreak every one of us. And if he didn't outbreak, if he didn't outbreak us, he'd use whoever was on the outside of him in the turn for the brakes that he didn't have. Does that sound <laughs> yeah, familiar? Yeah. yeah I remember, Does that I sound familiar? That. Yeah. That's where I learned this. So, Okay. So from uh, Shelby Kyle. Jimmy, do you have any good Shane Watts stories? Curious if you ever raced him or rode with him, took a riding class of his years back. What a character. You guys are similar. Uh, I think I've been in jail less than Shane. Wattsy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't really have a whole lot of good. He was he was mostly uh, back east. Uh, I think he was a little bit younger than me. And, uh, but I, I always, I always liked the guy just cause he just didn't give an F and just let his, let his riding speak for itself. Well, he, he said a little bit too, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, awesome guy could ride anything, uh, would do, you know, would, would just show up at races and he understood how important, I think he was one of the guys that understood having a strong mental game, uh, being you know strong that way was uh how important that was and he used to get in all of the competitors heads and i always always kind of admired admired that so yeah what's the next one okay so sander uh sandwiches uh also thanks for the heads up we were look uh, we looked into a riding club near us and we were going to give it a shot only sad part is it's 200 dollars a year but we are happy to give money to someone who cares about riding um are we is that ants getting back to me on a question from last week or something? Could be getting back at a question from before. Right. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, Johnny uh, Beltfed, AT81 or MX53 rear for AZ slash Nevada conditions? Kenda Parker DTs. Oh, wait. That wasn't one of the ones he wanted to know. Mm. So, uh, boy, uh, out of those two, I don't even <laughs> it's do you want bad traction and durability or short life and some traction? That's what I hear on that. In that, in that question, uh, I have Kenda supports me through my riding schools. So I run the Parker, uh, Parker DTs front and rear in the hard direction, especially the front. And I'm incredibly happy with them. Uh, I would choose them over those two every day of the week. And then there's probably about 15 other tires that I would, choose above the two that you mentioned there uh as well so uh send us send us an email and or send me an email or something and but yeah i just actually you know what <laughs> get the kendas tell them jimmy sent you <laughs> and uh and if you don't like them i'll i'll you tell me what you didn't like about them and i will tell you which tire to get and it won't be a kenda because it's it's the kind of thing for i think for some people especially if you're picky about it it's sort of a it's sort of a love hate, and if you are asking between those two tires, and you don't know, uh, they're, they're, those are significantly different characteristics on those tires. And uh, I think that I just lobbed something out there that's has the durability of one and the traction of the other all in one tire. So, okay, Kenda does not support this show. <laughs> just so, yeah, it'd be nice to have a tire sponsor, wouldn't it? Yeah, I should yeah. talk to him. 
Sandra Sandwiches, can you change uh, when the fan kicks in on a 500 EXCF, a.k.a. make it kick on at 10 degrees or so cooler? The show is brought to you by Trail Tech. Trail Tech, the maker of the fan that you can adjust the start and stop temperature of. So, uh, yes, if you get a Trail Tech fan, then you can do this. On the stock bike, I think if you... If you have a, if you have a different ECU on it, and you know somebody that knows how to program it properly, yes, you can change it. I know I know that it's possible, but uh, not really with a stock ECU. So the answer is get a Trail Tech fan. Okay, Todd Kelly. Uh, I think this is when we were talking about the Kove. Uh, I'll go with the Recluse on mine. What, what would you agree? Uh, doesn't it doesn't need it? And for rally racing, I don't know if I would want a Recluse. Uh, I mean, if I were going to go, you know what? No, I, anytime you have bad throttle response, recluse is not good because, and it's not bad throttle response. It's just not as good as what we're kind of accustomed to, but at that low, low RPM where that clutch is so critical, if that thing kind of has to spin up and down really quick, it's going to be engaging and disengaging in a kind of a time where you don't necessarily want it to. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that's the solution. Uh, cause you kind of have to cover the clutch when you're, when you're doing it. Cause you can just never know if it's going to go instantly or it's going to wait a, you know, a quarter of a second before it kind of takes off. Mm-hmm. So, so from a uh, Mark, uh, is that Schneider? Yep. That's Mark Schneider. Yeah, how did my rear tire hold up? Crazy Mark from Fraser park. Yeah. Did you get to the, did you get to see Big Summit Prairie? We did both. Rear tire held up. Held uh, up really well, actually. A big, just Mark, for your information, uh, Big Summit Prairie is 16 miles across, not 60. Yeah, 60. 60 would be mm-hmm. a little exaggerating, uh, but it was 16 miles across. It was uh, pretty cool up there. Uh, we rode out of a thunder shower into, into that, and I was thankful that it wasn't lightning because up at that place, at that altitude, in that open... Uh, don't know if uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. want to come out in the open there with all the lightning strikes. That was the day we went to uh, the hot springs, right? We ended at the hot springs that day. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Honestly, the days kind of blend blend together to me when I look back at that trip. Oh, they're all the same individual. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Paul uh, Bernstein had chimed in when we were still talking about the cove. Kobe. Uh, I love the rally bike concept of the cove, but I really wish this gets Yamaha honda and ktm going with their versions so i am blown away that honda hasn't done this i'm literally but i shouldn't be because they i i you know i i've seen it year after year they have the ability and the potential and to to do this kind of thing and then they then they have a crf 300 rally r <laughs> or whatever the hell they call it. and it's like you you went through all this effort to make a crf 450 L that's all compliant and street legal. All you have to do is dress it up. Mm-hmm. You just have to dress it up and put a stiffer shock and fork spring on. And there it is. It's, but they have so many standards and so much, you know, so much durability and different things. And I mean, I can tell you stories. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's kind of overkill, but that's kind of why bikes cost this and they can't do it. And, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, KTM makes them, but they kind of keep it sort of exclusive. I don't know why they wouldn't produce more of those bikes. I 
I don't see it, but I think, you know, if they start making more, then they have to, it's just another bike down the assembly line. And, and, uh, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not in the business department. I don't like spreadsheets. Uh, um, and then Yamaha wouldn't, would never do it as well. Uh, just because same thing. I mean, you look at the, the level of testing they do to bring anything that's like slightly different in variations and stuff, you know, Yamaha France would probably build something like this and, and be able to sell it. You know, that's kind of how the Tenere came around. Mm-hmm. The Tenere 700 came around. So, but yeah, uh, I, I think this is, uh, they've left the door open for a company like Cove to, to, to kill it. And I think they, I think they will, if, if they, if they do the right things, you know, get the thing compliant, uh, which is probably going to be the hardest thing, uh, get the pl- supply chain for parts and then keep the consistency and the quality up. And like I say, those are the hurdles that everybody expects. You, you know, th- th- those are the things that have, that have hurt the, the, like I say, Chinese bikes in the past. And those are the hurdles and the, they're, they're from what I've seen, I've, um, I'm, uh, I mean, we so we changed the oil on it, and I expected mm-hmm. to pull out a screen with a bunch of filings on it and stuff. It was cleaner than any KTM I've ever pulled out. It's the same. It, it looks like a KTM part. The screen, by the way, the magnet had a minimum amount of metal on it, mm-hmm. like a third of what a KTM would have. And I cut the filter, I the 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 pop in paper filter. I cut it and pulled it open, and there was the most minuscule amount of metal that I've ever seen when I've done that. And frankly, this, this shocked me. So either, (laughs) either none of the oil is running through any of those locations. (laughs) 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 Okay. Which, you know, I've seen this before, but anyways, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, Or it's just a really well-built motor and it may, you know, I'm sure it's gone through a couple cycles, but still even, we did 1500 miles and we didn't take it easy on the thing. I mean, no. how long, how long were you wide open coming back down the road into Nevada? Oh, for what? Two and a half, two and a half hours, two and a half, three hours. Yeah. yeah. I held it wide open for five minutes today on the dry lake bed. Uh-huh. Yep. And it, it handles it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, uh, Paul had a lot of questions. So best motor, uh, an uncorked 500. Does that answer EXCF? your question? WR450F or a bone stock Husaberg 570. Show is brought to you by Yamaha. Yamaha makers of the WR450F, mm-hmm. which I um, I got the video done on, and we're gonna watch that pretty soon. But uh, Paul, that's a really that's a that's a that's not a very uh, <laughs> there's nothing's gonna touch the Husaberg 570. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. That's the if you haven't ridden one, you just can't relate. Uh, but it just makes so like power just it's so wrist to rear wheel connected but like you can you can, it's just like a velvet sledgehammer it, you can just roll it on and get nice smooth traction or you can just roll it on and the front wheel comes up or you can roll it on and just spins the tire whatever you want whatever you want they're awesome uh yeah so you can you can spend a lot of money on a ktm you can even make it a 570 and a 500 and it's not going to be the same and there's a lot of reasons why. So, uh, Ricky, Ricky Bra, Brabeck, 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 Brabeck. Uh, that guy. Yeah. I don't, um, is it river life this weekend? Uh, for him, it's probably river life. <laughs> I, I have to, I don't know what I have to do this weekend. I probably got to go Cove riding. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, 
I have coding this weekend. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. Could be. Could be River Life. <laughs> uh, so John Beltford, thanks Jimmy. I've tried a Washougal front and DT Parker DT rear combo in the past. Good for the price. Thought the Washougal lean angle traction was much better than the Parker front. Uh, which direction did you run the Parker in? That's my question. I bet you it was intermediate. And then I will agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Kelly, Ricky called it janky looking next to the KTM, but it can't compare. Uh, it can't compare, uh, but janky Jimmy. Well, we talking about the the Cove? It's janky looking. I think that's what they are. What's uh, being referred to here? Uh, yeah, it it doesn't. I think it looks just. I think it looks a lot like a KTM. Uh, I'm surprised by how it, you know how good it. It does look, and you know the bike. It's pretty good. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't, I don't really have any complaints on on the way that it looks. No, so, no. I mean, I, I, and they, they. It seems like I've seen a lot of a lot of different ones that have different graphics packages and uh-huh. different looks. And uh, it yeah. didn't necessarily look like they had like a a stock graphics kit. It kind of looked like. Yeah, it looked like it had a. It looked like it had one that they that they decided that they wanted uh, to make. Yeah, because uh, that that's one of the the things that stood out to me when I was kind of given a little uh, wipe down before we. For yeah, some, you, uh, know, you know, you know that I know that it costs. Uh, I, I don't know how to do the math on here, but probably uh, 15, fifteen. It's probably, I think, probably close to four hundred and twenty thousand dollars less than uh, than uh, Ricky's bike. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Paul, uh, <laughs> you're still searching for a freshish 570 Berg. Yeah. Aren't we all, <laughs> I have, I have, uh, three of them and mine aren't fresh anymore. <laughs> I was starting up one today and it's, it's not, I started it up and it wasn't idling properly and, and it may, it's making kind of a new tick. It's my school, the bike that I teach the schools on. And I'm like, Oh boy. Oh, the, the ticking sound. The tick, the death tick. I don't, it's actually not a death tick, but it was making a noise that I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think it's, I think it's bad gas. I think it's just, it needs it. The bad gas is not helping it. It just has winter gas that's been sitting in there for a few months since we've done the we've done the school, mm-hmm. and uh, there we have it. So uh, I think we're gonna. So we we also have some news on twenty four KTM's EXCs, EXCFs, um, and uh, the the TBI T, TBI bikes that Trevor mm-hmm. rode. Uh, I got a bunch of texts from people that were complaining about. Uh, not a lot of information and I'm going to stand up in Trevor's defense that he only got like a one afternoon ride on those bikes. One afternoon to ride multiple bikes. Yeah. To ride multiple bikes. We did request to get some for longer term testing, which we like to do so we can answer your question. So I'll stand behind him on that. But at the same time, I'm going to throw him under the bus and make him come on a little bit later and, uh, see what, uh, see what he can say about that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, do we have any other questions on the horizon there? Uh, no questions I'm seeing from the chat. Okay. Uh, if I missed chat, if I missed your question, go ahead and put it in right now. Otherwise, I'm going to start reading from some uh, questions that were sent in. So you can send in questions via email. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, I don't know how you do it if you're listening to it. Maybe just send us an email. It's easy. Send it to matt at uh, Uh That way I don't have to see it. He can filter through the, the, the really bad ones like... When you do 
the the questions or sometimes it's comments. Uh, I do this thing called uh, "I've Got You in My Pocket," mm-hmm. which is an audio experience. Yeah, and big, it's, big it's, hit. It's meant to be that. Yeah, big hit on the Instagrams. If you're not following a Dirt Bike Test on Instagram, go there. I do them every once in a while. It's been a little while, but I did a Kobe one, so you can hear that thing. I let her eat. You know, it's an audio experience, and we always get someone that says, "Why don't you just use a GoPro, bro?" <laughs> and uh, so you know what? I like to please, so we'll see what happens. Uh, anyways. Uh, I kind of so, like the idea of like. So se- send it oh. send it in. Yeah, send in the questions to Matt. Uh, or if you're looking at, you know, watching it on, uh, just go to one of the, the more recent uh, ones on YouTube or on Facebook and type your question. We see those. They come to us. We answer a lot of them. Or if they're bad, we just uh, we make fun of them. So, Victor wants to know if you got any lot lizards on uh, your no, trip. I did not. Poor Matt. Could have had a lot lizard festival <laughs> <laughs> on the drive up. And then a hot spring. You could have, you 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 know, sprung it at the hot springs, if you know what I mean. Hey, did, yeah. did Jerry tell us a joke today? People want to know where Jerry was. Yeah, yeah. So, it was, uh, how do you tell if your girlfriend's uh, getting fat? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna answer this. I'm gonna answer it. You're gonna answer this. Oh, really? So, so the question the question is again. Uh, how do you tell if your girlfriend's uh, getting fat? Does anybody know the answer to this question? Because I wasn't gonna bring it up, <laughs> other than the fact that I just did. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> uh, if she breaks a KTM kickstand. Well, anything can break a KTM kickstand. A stock one, yeah. But if you get a Trail Tech one, then you don't have yeah. this problem anymore. Uh, that's a good, that, Josh. That's an excellent, excellent answer. <laughs> uh, I will, I will try to remember that one. Uh, what else? It, it, any anybody else? I don't know if we've seen any of their com- comments. I think a, a JB Block might know. Yeah, a, a JB, JB Block. Is he? Uh, <laughs> We'll save that. Que- we'll save that question for after the break. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, hit the questions on the thing here. By the way, seat concept seats are proudly handmade and delivered, developed in the USA by true motorcycle enthusiasts. Seat Conf- Concepts offers a wide range of variety of seat options, from stylish replacement covers to complete seats, which I'm holding up in my hand right now, as well as various height and width profiles. Check out the width on this one. So this is where you sit when you want to be aggressive and doing what you need to do. And this part, when you sit your ass back here, it's all comfy. Mm-hmm. And they work like gull wings. So when you're trying to when you're trying to accelerate really hard, like yeah. you know, like Bob Hanna tells you in the school, like accelerate 110% out of the turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way you have something to hang on to if you're a little bit out of balance, like uh, most riders are. But uh, anyways, proprietary foam. Uh, unmatched support and damping of the rider, hitting the motocross track or gearing up for a trek across the country. Seat Concepts has been saving asses since 2009. Go to seatconcepts.com. And uh, we're going to have a bulletproof designs. Anybody like my shirt? Yeah. Anybody? It looks like a good product. Uh, this this shirt will be the the bulletproof designs uh, product of the week. The, this Tech Talk Taco Tuesday shirt, which we are going to be doing a very limited edition run one time only uh we're gonna probably do it i don't know if we're gonna do it the next show but we will have a system and we'll announce it on all of our social media and all that stuff so you can get one of these shirts 
I have a lot of special prizes that I've collaborated on getting for, that I'm just going to throw into random boxes when I send these shirts out or when I make you send these shirts out. I'm sorry I said that wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not going to be around because I'm going to go riding a lot, and yep. I want to make sure that I'm kind of here to, to, to be an overlord when you're boxing up these shirts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds good. Then I'll be, I'll be writing lines of code between okay. the boxing. Okay, so actually I want to get to Sanders Sandwich's question real okay. quick. What are your top three reasons slash excuses to call out of work to go ride? There's a word I don't understand in that thing. It starts, it's the one that W, O, or, what? Do you have work? to go, You have to go to, I have to work. work. I have to go to work. Oh, yeah, I don't have any, I, <laughs> riding is my job. Yeah. Yeah, so if I don't go to work, I don't, I'm not riding. So it's really, I don't have any excuses. Like, that'd be like asking me, um, like, how do I get out of work? <laughs> Sander, I can't, I can't help you, bud. Uh, but I've never had a job where it did. I've never had, well, no, I had a firewood business, but I had that so I could go riding. So I didn't really, it, it was, I had to work in order to go riding. I worked at a, I, I ran blueprints at an engineering company, but that was so that my mom didn't kick me out of the house. And if I didn't have a hot place to live, I didn't get to go riding. So I never had to make excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I turned riding into a job and yeah. So you got any excuses? Uh, you need somebody. What's that? You need some excuses. Yeah. Yeah. I could use some excuses. It's too hot to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Paul mentioned he got the comfort XL for longer rides. Good on you, Paul. Uh, but you have like the stalker for half of his riding. So you know, originally I was a little I, I when when those when those comfort and I run tall seats on a lot of my bikes, and the only reason I wouldn't run the tall seat trail ride is when I start doing really like more gnarly stuff. Uh, it puts me up a little bit too high, so I'm not I can't get in the pocket on the motorcycle, and then sometimes I can't touch the ground, which only means something bad is bad going on. But uh, if if you need to get out of that. Work, what do they call work stuff? Um, my windshield washer's broke and it's raining. <laughs> you know when I when I one of my first uh, at Dirt Rider magazine when I got put into the editor, I was the editor and I and they I had to meet all the uh, advertising and kind of executive staff and stuff. They brought me in there, and uh, and I don't know. They just kind of put me at the head of the table and said, "Okay, well, like, so what what are you going to do with this magazine?" And I literally think the first thing I told him, I go, well, if it's raining, I'm not going to be in the office. <laughs> I don't think that went over too well, <laughs> but they should have known. They really should have known. Uh, okay, next question, Matt. Let's see here. So we're going to go back to the pre-submitted questions. So we got a question. This was sent to me from Lee Graham. Uh, so I got three questions for you. Can you use an EXE 500 stator in a 2023 uh, Gas Gas EX250? Would like to build a, a, a lightweight rally bike with uh, lights, two ICOs, and a roadblock holder. A 250? Yeah, that was my response. I was like, you want a 250 for a rally bike? Yeah, no. Um, 
uh, no, the KTM 500 engine platform and the 250 engine platform are completely, completely different things. So I, I doubt it. I don't think so. Um, look into, and, and I, and I'm under, my understanding is that the KTM, the smaller displacement KTMs, uh, the newer ones are kind of at their max as far as the, the output of the, of the ignition already. So they, they, there's not a whole lot of room in there to do extra windings and stuff, but I'm not an expert on that exact specific thing but uh, companies like ricky stater or baja designs usually have really good uh answers to stuff like that um so they might be able to do that but icos don't take any power uh what else do you want to put on it uh headlight and a rally rally tower uh rally tower doesn't take any power. oh sorry uh roadbook holder yeah it doesn't take any doesn't take any power mm. uh to speak of i mean you could just wire it all off the battery and your battery will probably still keep afloat and then uh I don't know too many people that are riding rallies at night. <laughs> I mean, we do it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so the headlight, you can turn it off and then turn it on if you get in a situation. So. Okay. So the second question from Lee Graham, uh, would you suggest a different 250? And then lastly, are you going to be doing any rally training this winter? Thanks from Canada. Uh, so 250 for rally. I, I don't think I would, uh, just I just wouldn't I just wouldn't use a 250 uh, for for alley. I mean, because mm-hmm. you're you're generally going down roads and faster stuff, and it'd almost be as dumb as as saying I'm going to ride a Cove back from Washington to Nevada. Yeah, and a demo Cove too. That oh yeah, that we've never ridden. never ridden before. Yeah, you know what's funny is the first thing that everybody said when you rode that thing over for the peanut gallery that I was sitting with. Mm-hmm. We kind of heard it. Yeah, and. And uh, everybody's like, that thing's not going to make it. <laughs> you know, we all knew, we, we all kind of, you know, we were doing the Chinese thing. We were just as bad as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to put a wrench to it. So, no. Yeah, no. no. It's, it, it, I had to it, adjust it, the it, chain once and that was it. It does. It does. Because, you know, the skid plate, the big carbon skid plates underneath it, it does resonate and make some, some sounds, but there's nothing bad going on with those sounds because it would have shown some metal on the, on the, uh, you know, on the, some of the filters, at least someplace or another. Mm-hmm. So, so next question, you had three. That was two. Uh, let's see. Lastly, are going to do any rally training this winter? Oh, rally training this winter. Uh, we're doing rally training now. Mm-hmm. Like literally now. And uh, You can do the online training, right? Yeah, we're going to do – we'll definitely have another another round of the uh, online thing. So the best thing to do is to email me. Uh, it's easy to figure out what my email is. Email me, and uh, I will send you out our kind of uh, – um, thing explanation of our program and how it works. Uh, we are, we have uh, the everything you need to know. It's all in one. It's all in one thing. We give you that, and then the opportunity to come down here and do some mm-hmm. stuff with us. And then if it's something you want to pursue more, then uh, we have options. So it's not cheap. I'm not like all the other guys. I don't give it away because uh, it's worth something. Yep. Sander sandwiches. What's your weirdest experience while out riding? Oh boy. What's my weirdest experience while out riding? Well, the thing when I got abducted by aliens, that was kind of, that happens. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really, I mean, I've, I've broke things and we, the way we put them back together, we Jimmy rigged some stuff um, that was amazing what we came up with, you know. I don't know if any, uh, 
I've ran into some characters, some pretty interesting characters. I don't remember the specific stories and stuff right now, but uh, that's a that's a question. Put that on the put that on the the print list okay. for next time, and we'll see if we can kind of come up with stuff. That that's a that's a, that's a good one to prep like guests with, you know, so they can kind of think about this and tell some stuff. Okay, let's see. Let's see. My excuse to ride the other day was. Uh, the classic diarrhea. I I get diarrhea all the time, but it, it's my mouth diarrhea. Yeah, and that's I had to deal I've, with the dog uh, diarrhea I've, last night. That yeah. was uh, not that's why fun. I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, Paul got chased by a black door uh, by a black bear in a La- Labrador. Black bear in Labrador. Yeah. yeah. No boss really questions diarrhea. Okay, so it's uh, time for us to take our uh, quick little commercial break here. When we come back, we ha- we do have a full rooster ando. We have a full rooster ando, so we're good there. That's uh, tacomoto.co. If you need that ECU for your bike, that's going to make it way better, or a lot of other cool parts. And I, I, I emphasize a lot of other cool parts because they make a lot of other cool stuff. Uh, go to tacomoto.co because they give us a hundred bucks each week so that we can make fun of your motorcycle. I mean, celebrate mm-hmm. your motorcycle in all of its glory. I have friends right now that are building bikes specifically for Rooster Endo. Nice. Yeah, so, uh, okay, we'll take a commercial break and be right What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text, and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, All of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden and raced and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. So don't forget that if you have bad wrists like uh, wrists like Jimmy does, uh, Fast Company Flex Handlebars, the best. I have them on all my bikes. My ride home on that Tenere was glorious mm-hmm. with my uh, Flex Handlebars on that. They have tons of different bends. A lot of people call me and ask me, uh, Jimmy, what is your bend? I generally run the Enduro 12 degree. Uh, so Enduro is kind of more, it gives me a little more room on the actual bars to mount some stuff and then 12 degree bend in the standard height. So that's my, uh, that's my go-to go to a fastcompany.com. Uh, proudly built in the United States too, which we should love. So we got a Sander sandwiches says, Oh, did you figure out your dirt bike version of pizza versus French fry? So this was in one of our, our last shows, and it was about pizza versus French fry, and it's a skiing thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I always knew, I always knew, kind of pizza slice. It's kind of a you know that's that's the 
you know, doing a snowplow essentially. Yeah. And then yeah. French fries, which is straight, means go. And uh, that's super beginner. Mm-hmm. That's the super beginner um, way to tell them how to speed up and slow down. And so you you had an idea on this. Oh yeah. So when I teach beginner students, I have them. Uh, this is actually was Jimmy's idea: is uh, walk along with the bike. And so I have them use uh, the clutch and throttle to get the bike moving while they're walking walking alongside it. And then I will have them stop it while you know uh, pulling the, the throttle off, clutch in, and get on the brakes just to get really used get on to that. The, the brake. Oh, sorry, yeah, the, the front, front brake because they're so, feet are on the ground. Yeah, so I, I really get them used to that. Uh, associating, okay, here's what I gotta do to go, and here's what I gotta do to brake. Just just to get that in their head uh, relatively early before they're actually riding on the bike, and there's more consequences with not knowing those two things. Yeah, and understand you know getting the dexterity of just moving. I mean, mm-hmm. this is why we take them off the bike because then they're not a passenger on the thing that's going to crash. Yeah, it's yeah. It, they just let go of it and it falls over, and they're just standing there looking at their motorcycle, and they don't mm-hmm. do that very often. Mm-hmm. And when they do it, they don't repeat that. Yeah. So uh, we have a very nice online beginner video course. If you know somebody that needs to learn or wants to learn how to ride, or somebody that's struggling with riding, even if they've been riding for a while. I promise you there's a couple little things in that video that are game-changing for riding ability. We have had people ride into us, say, hey, I bought this. And then uh, when I realized how basic it was, I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it uh, and learn anything from it. And then when I practiced it, I learned a lot. Right. Uh, so. These are the these are the keys, the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee yeah. uh, if you're struggling, there's yeah. something super basic that's holding you back. And so, so like the... When I think about it, I, I'm even skiing. I'm at a at a at a at a different level, and I'm like I'm like really working on kind of working on my turns, getting my turns right. And it's so it's interesting because there's a lot of the same things. Once you're actually controlling a turn, whether it's on the skis or on the on the dirt bike, there's this. I always say there's the initiation part, and then there's the control part, and they're two separate things. And like learning how to, you know, on the skis, it's so complicated. It's so, I mean, I think it's complicated, but then I can understand how when we're teaching this on a dirt bike, I see people struggle. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh, it's just like me on skis. You know, I, I, I'm decent on I can ski down anything I want to, but I'm not very, I'm not one of those guys that's just fluid with everything. I'm still kind of hacky. Mm-hmm. And so I can, so I've been, I've been working. I, I have a friend uh, that uh, Johnny Rotten is his name. And he's been helping me, you know, because he's a, he's a, he teaches ski instructors and he knows what he's doing. He's just been kind of helping me and kind of explaining some things, which is pretty cool. And uh, just when, when I quit, when I do it, I practice a lot and then I quit thinking about it and I start doing it. It's such a bitching feeling because all of a sudden it's all, it's all working. But like having somebody else teach me, mm-hmm. you know, now that I do a lot of teaching and learning from that, like last night I was watching someone give instructions on a technique of something i mentioned this and uh i was i was very interested in the teaching technique interested in the subject matter and the teaching technique it was Hmm. very very interesting if you only knew uh next question okay so next question oh is trevor is trevor on the line yet uh no i do not see a one trevor hunter on the line yeah trevor hunter needs to get on the seat concepts hot seat hotline hey if you're chicken and uh, you 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 want to call in? One of these days, we're going to give out a really nice gift to our you know our callers. We have some stuff lined up. 
Mm-hmm. Just so you know. So uh, next question is going to be from a SP Connect review. Okay. Uh, Moto Minded uh, fifty two seventy five commented, "Jimmy, does your phone charge wirelessly? I've had hit or miss luck with mine on other systems." So with the SP Connect, it was it was frankly I was amazed at how well it charged. It like I you know whether it was on the dock in the car or on the dock on the motorcycle, and it's funny because I had the dock in the uh, in the garage because it was going between bike to bike on the ram mount. And instead of plugging it in, I would just drop it on top of the charging dock as opposed to, you know, I was just had, I have the cord in there and I plugged in because my old phone was dying all the time. So I would just clip it onto the, to the dock and I had no problems with it until it got hot. Just like I said in the video, mm-hmm. when the phone gets hot, that style of charging does not work. And so, uh, you have to be cautious of this. And so temperature, like out outside now, if my well, if if I put it on the dock on the bike and left it outside, mm-hmm. the phone would say temperature sensitive and wouldn't work. Period. But it wouldn't charge either. So that's the only time I've had any sort of an issue. Uh, but so if it's it, you, you might want to check if if it's heat related on the other ones. It doesn't matter which it is. The phone won't charge wirelessly when it gets to a certain temperature. It just mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't work. So, but uh, yeah, check out our SP Connect uh, review video. It's on Dirt Bike Test. It's on YouTube. I think there's a discount code. I think it's still good for a little bit longer. Uh, if you're interested in that system, I frankly, frankly, I'm using frankly a lot tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed because I left my vent charger in my motorhome. Oh shit! Yeah, and so now I'm driving around in my truck and I don't have it. I don't have char. I have to plug it in. And this is what I said in the video. I got addicted to this stuff because it's so good. So I need to buy a couple more. But mm-hmm. yeah, I probably will. Actually, I'll probably use the discount code and get a couple more. And then I can just put it on all my cars. And I just literally lob my phone at that little magnet thing. It, goes, it sticks on. In the car, it sticks on with a magnet. Mm-hmm. On the bike, it click it clips on. And it's not going anywhere. You saw my phone was on my bike the whole time we were riding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stayed charged the whole time. And yeah. Good thing that we didn't have any service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I do believe we have a one Trevor Hunter here that uh, is on the line. Okay. Trevor, uh, can you hear us right now? Probably not. You're pushing the button, so it's not going to work. Uh, interesting. Well, hold on, let me see. Yeah, I'll let you work on that. We have a question. I did a video also I posted the other day on Adventure Tire Mounting. And so I basically got a set of W wheels for my Tenere, which are super bitching. Uh, and I threw on some kind of big blocks and I did a video on it. I just basically set the camera up and actually I set two cameras up. I did it like kind of professional. I set two cameras up and just put them, put the tires on very simple. It's like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something. And it says Dave Hart shock. 9106 says great video thanks for sharing can you do a video on your t7 mods you've done please (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, you know what Uh, hold on wait one second okay it's done dave there it's my tenere 700 vlog yeah go to dirtbiketest.com uh all the info is there and i'm a little bit behind because i just haven't been keeping up and been so busy riding i mean I mean, working. I've been so busy working, I haven't been able to get to making videos. Yes, <laughs> I need a I need a filmer. I really need a filmer to follow me around. Mm-hmm. It looks like you have the TourTech upper crash bars. Curious if you like these. Well, Dave, 
um, I don't like to call them crash bars. I renamed them tip over bars because I don't like to crash and I don't think anything is going to, if you crash, that kind of stuff isn't going to do much in my world. Like crash is different. A tip over, they work and I have used them and they work and uh, they're fine. And I like them. I, I, and I, and I talk about it in my Tenere 700 vlog. I tell you why I got them and that's what they're, that's, that's why they're on my bike. So yes, I like them. I chose them for specific reasons. TourTech is really well known for, for choosing their mounting points wisely and not um, just making flashy crap that pretends like it's stuff or, or building a, 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 a chassis destroying, you know, like skid plate or crash bars that like tie the, cha wind the chassis up or something like that. Trevor, mm -hmm. I hear you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How come you don't have screaming younger brother in the background or something? Uh, I think he's fishing or something. That's his new fishing. thing. Fishing. Oh, good. Ill illegal fishing. Illegal fishing. <laughs> Great. Hey, uh, so so we have some videos up on the internets where you talk about the 2024 KTMs. Yep. Uh, is this volume good? I think it's good on OBS, but okay. our, I think it's our headphone. Okay, don't worry well. about that. Just keep them keep them live. Yeah. I I I have people telling me you didn't talk about the the fuel mileage on the bike. Uh, you you it it sounded like you rode the bikes for a half a day maybe. Uh, they weren't in depth reviews. Uh, are these accurate statements? Um, maybe. 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 Can we, we had... can we clean this up? Be a little more professional. Uh, I maxim we maximized our time with the bikes that were available. And, right. uh, so everything, what have you done? Like six, six videos on this half day. <laughs> we did one kind of general overview and then we do it. We did one on each, one individual for each bike. Okay. So there's a 300 two stroke, uh, 450. And then there's a 150 two stroke video coming out this week as well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, bikes are good. Um, <clears throat> you know me, I'm not a huge KTM guy, but I would consider buying one of these bikes. Highly consider really? buying these bikes. Yeah. Especially but, but for, okay. So, so in, in, and these are more trail riding bikes. Yes. Yeah. And you're more of a race guy. Yep. But do, do you think, do you think there's a better, in, in all the bikes that you've ridden and all the different stuff, is there a better trail riding bike? Depending on what kind of like desert trail riding, maybe the Yamaha is equal. Um, right. But if I'm doing like more traditional trail riding in the trees and the mountains and that kind of stuff, I think it's pretty hard to beat. Betas are good too. Yeah, I'd, I'd, but I, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping we get, you know, we can get one of those, uh, you know, one version of whether it's a, it's a, it's a orange one or a white one um, to go out and run it back to back with like the WR 450 and to try some things. Cause uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested as well. Yeah. And uh, oh, overall, I was pretty impressed with everything. And that's actually my first time ride really riding a PDS bike as well. And uh, I was pretty surprised at how much I liked it, or I think I liked it. And yep. uh, so it kind of has me intrigued with that as well. 
Yeah, I I think you know the there's there's this big thing where everybody thinks like PDS is going to be something completely different <laughs> or or and and it really it really isn't that much different. You have to be pretty particular to kind of to be able to feel the difference between a PDS and a and a you know linkage system. I think if you you know you nine out of ten guys you blindfold them they wouldn't know there was a difference. Yep. You know if they just go they just go right around. You'd have to have some experience kind of going back and forth to kind of pick out the the differences. But they did a lot of changes to that suspension. Uh, of course, it's a it's a closed cartridge front fork now. Yep. Uh, harsh or not? I really, I didn't feel really any harshness at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind <clears> of <throat> definitely felt more like a race fork, I would say, than anything. But I still, like, I didn't feel like super stiff or overly harsh or anything like that. Like, it just, everything felt really solid. That's kind of, yeah. I texted you or called you or whatever after, and you said I needed to complain more, but it's hard to complain after just that <laughs> day. Yeah. I wanted you to, that's, that's, so that's what we did. We talked about the Co 450 here and the, I didn't really even talk about the bike. I just said, here's my four things I, I that are, that are wrong with it or bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, and, and I said, and I, then I said, everything else is really good. And then I complained about, you know, the ABS, a little bit of throttle response, you know, gappy transmission, which for me actually is not a bad thing. I actually like the transmission, mm-hmm. uh, but I think most people like you, you'd bitch to high hell, Trevor, like <laughs> you actually, when you shift the gears, you actually notice that you shift from one gear to the next. It's not like this crap that you ride that you shift from one gear to the next gear and you can't even tell. <clears throat> That's not how motorcycles are supposed to be. Supposed to be. Yeah. Oh no. When you shift, you want it to go a lot faster. Yeah, not this, not this, you know, motocross close ratio transmission stuff, and then uh, a little bit intake noise, and you like loud bikes. Hey, you know one thing I noticed when I went to the national, when mm-hmm. I was up at Hangtown, so I walked along the 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 back of the start line at the 450 race, and who, what two riders would you think would have the smallest outlets on their mufflers? The so so generally that means quieter. But and, and it also it also means more horsepower. But who has who? What two riders have the smallest outlets on their muffler? And they were on two different, two completely different teams, and their teammates uh, had, or teammates or other guys on the other bikes had much larger muffler outlets. Jet Lawrence, be one of them. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He had the smallest muffler outlet on of of the entire field. And who would be next? Oh man, I would say okay, Rocky. somebody in the chat. If somebody in the chat pops it up before Trevor does, we're firing Trevor, and you can come and be dirt bike tests the number one test rider. It wouldn't be uh, AC, would it? Nope. Nope. Wouldn't be Barsha. Webb. <laughs> no, it wouldn't I mean, be. Barsha wasn't on the line, right? It no, Barsha was not on the line. <laughs> Would it be uh, Webb? Nope. Damn. No. Was it a factory Matt, you're guy? You're disqualified. Was it a factory? It guy? It was a factory guy. Okay. Yeah, it was a factory guy. Well, there's not many factory guys. <laughs> no, not a lot of guys left. It'd be Frandis. Correct. Think, really? Frandis. Yep. Interesting. I would never. Yeah. Ne- I was never yeah, guessed him. Yeah. Um. He. He actually. You know. He. He has a pretty good. You know. So like. It, it, my my second my second guess this is in the 450 class uh, beam so sorry yeah good good guess though uh man i t- 
it doesn't matter what you put on a on a Yamaha 250F a star racing bike. All the noise comes out of the front. That's a lot. <laughs> all the noise comes out of the front. It'd be interesting to see what Roxon would have on his on his setup, but Roxon wasn't there at that race. Uh, yeah, but the uh, the but you know everybody's all you know big beluga muffler and all the you know. But look at the guys that are kicking ass and and going fast, and they have quiet. They essentially have quiet mufflers on the bikes. Yeah, but so. <clears throat> spark resters and inserts and all that—that that just slows you down, Jimmy. Come on, you should know that. So when I uh, when I used to race my 125 uh, in the desert and everybody was like cheating without spark arresters, I ran a spark arrestor in mine because <laughs> I got I got more I got more peak power. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, and I used to get I used to get I used to get they want to tear my bikes down, and uh, you know you know an answer you you don't even know about this thing. So answer made this thing called a VFC variable uh, v variable flow chamber, and it was a muffler that had a little that had a little uh uh like spring-loaded uh, m- uh muffin on the back of it so it actually would change the the diameter of the the muffler outlet and uh, I used to run those on my KTMs actually my YZ125 my KTMs cuz it they the the bike I could get I could get good decent low end on a 125 and then on top it would just cuz it was the on two strokes the smaller the stinger the more power you get, but it also, it's too much heat. You know, that's the, that's the trick is like, how, how can we make it so it doesn't get too hot? But anyhow, anyhow, with these, with these guys, with these, these mufflers, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're just able to get smoother power and more power where they, where they need it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like right when you crack your wrist, like it's not at 2000 and 3000 RPM. That's not where these guys want their power. Uh, they they turn the throttle a little bit farther and get the, uh, the other thing. So, isn't horsepower basically tuning sound or tuning the vibrations? Uh, horsepower is is a fake number that's uh, derived on a, a thing called a dyno. Actually, what you what you should be tuning is torque. But uh, you know, horsepower number sounds really good. I have this much horsepowers, and I use at least thirty percent of it when I when I ride around the track, and mm-hmm. some guy in a one twenty five goes by me. So, what else can you tell us about those bikes, Trevor? Um, the TBI motors. I really am a big fan of those as well. And, although I wasn't, uh, like I said in the video, I wasn't a huge TPI hater, like uh, a lot of people seem to be. I think you like the TPIs as well. I love it, but I definitely the TBI kind of is more of my preference in terms of a two-stroke motor. Is it, did they did they get it a little did they get a little more aggressive? Yes, but not yeah. not too aggressive. So it's right, like, it's almost to me it's like it's almost the perfect two stroke motor in a way. So so can you can you feel the power valve opening? Um, or have they got it kind of blended where? And that was the interesting thing about the the motocross bikes that I rode that had the that had the electronic power valve, is they and I and I rode pre production. Mm. They they had the settings where you couldn't feel that power valve open. It just was so smooth. The pull was so long and so smooth. Mm-hmm. It it would go and then and then one of the things when they were kind of working on the maps and stuff it was like, dude, this is America. Make make it so I can feel that power valve open so it. it rips my arms out i mean this isn't for me this is for the customer 
Yeah. And it yep. was like it was like no no make make when I flip that switch when I push that map switch I want I want it to I want it to go blah you know go. But I don't e- EXCs have never done that. No, I mean it's it was very smooth but had just enough kind of pop and aggression like aggressive power to make it fun and lively. Um yeah, it was it was just very smooth pulling power for sure. Yep. Yeah, so uh I'm I'm I I mean I know if you're impressed with KTMs that got to be pretty good. When are we getting them? <laughs> uh, well, I uh Andy was um kind of hopeful that we could probably get some in the coming weeks. At yeah, least dodging the one. question, in other words. Yeah. He just he just wanted to make you go go away. Pretty he was much. just going to try to make you happy and you leave. And then he was going to go have a whole another fleet of little Instagrammer kids come in and 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 then they'll cartwheel the bikes and then the dealers will want them and they'll sell them. That could be the case. <laughs> but let's hope not. Hey, uh, uh, Trevor, one 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 last. Are you going to stick around for Rooster Endo? You got to stick around for Rooster Endo. I can't. Any, or, any you, or you have to do or? some weird recovery exercise. No, this is good. Okay, uh, but one question before we get to Rooster Endo. Are we ready? Are we ready to go with this? Oh, Rooster Endo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were asking about another question. Oh, I, I do have a question for him. Matt wants to you to an- help answer this question, Trevor. How do you know when your girlfriend is too fat? <laughs> too fat? We, we had one of our, we had one of our uh, 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 chat members <laughs> say, when she breaks the kickstand on your KTM. That could be a problem, I guess. Um, yeah, Matt has the answer to this. This is a this is a good this is a good question that we're gonna we're gonna figure out before the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's are you ready ready to launch Rooster Endo? We are ready for some Rooster Endo. Rooster Endo is brought to you by Takamoto. Hey, by the way, um, Bulletproof Designs bringing you the product of the week, which is the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday T-shirt that I'm wearing tonight on this show. Uh, it's gray T-shirt. It's uh, printed on a. A really good T-shirt that I was assured that it was the best T-shirt known to man by uh, one no other than Jerry Bernardo, a master of T-shirts. Mm-hmm. We are going to, I think, maybe next weekend, do the exclusive one-week-only uh, purchase of these things. I can tell you that I feel so good when I wear this T-shirt. And the only way I could feel better is if that you're wearing this T-shirt too. Right, Trevor? Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll just have a have a price, and when we send these things out, I'm gonna throw some uh, some surprises in a few of the boxes for people. We've got some stuff, so wrangle all of our sponsors and tell them uh, we need some uh, you know things like gift certificates and stuff like that to drop in some of our boxes. Uh, do you do you promote this show, Trevor, uh, when you send out the Dirt Bike Test newsletter? I do. There's a little excerpt on the towards the bottom of the of the newsletter. It's where I. It's like a, it's a video link where I say something stupid. Yes. Well, yeah. That's every video, but yes. <laughs> um, good. So if if you're watching this show and you want to know more about what we're doing at Dirt Bike Test, uh, sign up for our newsletter. Just go to the website, and it's one of those annoying pop ups that Trevor managed to figure out how to put in the background. That if you on the site for long enough, it pops up, and then you put your email address in, or better yet, put your boss's email address in when he won't let you get off work to ride dirt bikes, put your boss's email and then he won't know where it came from. And then when you're out riding dirt bikes, he'll get really, really mad because <laughs> he'll put two and two together. Mm-hmm. Also, Sander got it. Sander got it. Uh, what's that? 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do do you want to give the answer? Oh no no no! You can you can give this one away. No, I I told you I can't tell you the answer. Well, I I, uh, I can't say the answer. The, I can't believe you even brought the joke up. Well, you're the one who brought it up. I I can't <laughs> risk my uh, I can't risk my girlfriend watching watching this. I, you have to give the answer. She's not going to fit in your wife's clothes. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. All right, we brought it up organically, so let's get into some Rooster Endo then. Huh? Okay, this show would not be possible without the help of Takamoto bringing you Rooster Endo, Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb. I wore Climb gear this morning. Actually, I wore like three or four-year-old Climb gear this morning, mm-hmm. and it still works. It fits. It's great. It has pockets, mm-hmm. so I can do I've Got You in My Pocket. Uh, we got it. We're going to have a special segment of I Got You in My Pocket tomorrow, Trevor. Just so you know, uh, DDC, our first sponsor, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bulletproof Designs, and Double Take Mirrors, which I have right here on the table. And this is why I can uh, shave the back of my neck so effectively. Is this nice mirror here. And it's on all my dual sport bikes and adventure bikes. Yep. Okay, let's hit it. All right, first one up. I did not get a last name from this individual. So this is just Mike. Uh, here's my dual sport riding, uh, uh, dual sport ripping around the Ozark Mountains, FMF Pipe. G2 ergonomics handguards, uh, tidy tail sick ass, uh, tusk rear handguard, ODI lock on grips, poly sport swing arm and side gu- cover guards, stealth sprockets, DID chain, E line carbon fork guards, a Cherubis 3.1 gallon tank, Trail Tech Voyager Pro Extreme aluminum dock, aluminum case and mount, complements of Takamoto, Tusk D sport adventure tires, JD tuner, Takamoto accessory relay kit. G2 throttle tamer, and a few other minor things like axle pulls, disc guards, and large fuel filter. And let me make sure that they didn't put, that Mike didn't put the... Your make and model again? Your make and model, because sometimes they put them in the... Oh, the the subject line. The subject line. 2016 KTM 500 EXC. See, I was going to, I wanted to know the year. Uh, I couldn't tell, because he's got this thing kind of discoed up. Yeah, yeah. And And the front fender does support that. 2016. Yeah, he. I, but but he has he has the fuel tuner, the JD fuel tuner, and I know on the on the more current bikes, the the 19s, the 20s, I don't believe that they work as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried one yet. And this this is a resubmission, by the way. It's a resubmission. Yes. He, he got he got booted one time, or he took a new photo, or what? What happened? Yeah, he got it endoed before. So. Endoed. Oh, we yeah. endoed him. Yeah. yeah. Same so bike. he's open for a roost this time. Did, I think there's some different stuff on it. Okay, Trevor, look closely at the for- front forks. Does it look like he has? Like the fork, do you even know what those things are? The 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 spongy fork things. You know your buddies' dads that ride vintage bikes. Um, and they have they have those they have the fork covers the the like, like old the conventional school. forks used to have these. Like my Yamaha TTR one twenty five used to have them, but they actually the bike's so old that they rotted and broke off. Yeah, they're they're. It looks like he has those on the front forks. Does he? Does he claim that modification? Uh, not that I see. He's. he's Is it as hooded forks? It, I. Well, they're stock for you know they're standard forks, but it looks like he's put some, some. Uh, the fork, fork gaiters. Fork wraps. Yeah, oh. fork. I don't even. I don't know. Fork boots. They were called fork boots. It was a thing. Like I knew when I was a little kid when I had my XR80. Like I the 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 motocross bikes at the time would have them like the YZs would have them and I wanted to have fork boots on my thing but like when I first got it like I didn't even know how you how you could I saw them at the at the Honda dealer they were red I wanted them and 
I didn't know how to put them on because like, how do you, how do you get it on? I couldn't figure out how you could put, I didn't know, you know, I didn't under, I wasn't that mechanical at the time. I was, I was slightly more mechanical than Matt currently is. Uh, but it like taking the forks off the motorcycle just didn't seem like something that you would ever do, you know, to put them on there, but, uh, fork boots. Yeah. I thought the, I thought the thing to do was to take them off. Well, it, like that became guys. a thing too. Yeah. Yeah. The factory guys did. And, and like a normal, a regular guy wouldn't do cause you get mud in your fork seals or a rock could come up and ding your fork, mm-hmm. but factory guys would run the shiny tube, you know? Yeah. So, uh. I, I just, he's going a little crazy retro here. Is he, what kind of, that's not a, is that a double, that's not a double, is that a double take mirror? Yeah, it looks like a double take mirror. It kind of looks like one, but it has the, it has the air gap and the double takes mm-hmm. don't have that air gap. Yeah. And so since this is a, yeah, this is a, a resubmission. So, uh, I don't know, this thing, kill, uh. uh, well, uh, it looks, it looks like he's, I want to kind of go riding. It looks, I, if that ground is sandy off that gravel road. Through those bushes, I kind of want to go go ride there, but I don't know. Uh, I'm uh, since he had the balls to resubmit it, I'm going roost. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, Trevor. I'm, uh, I'm gonna go endo for one reason. Uh-huh. He's got the, that plastic clutch cover uh, guard thing. Yes. The, I hate those, so I'm gonna endo it. Why? Why do you hate those? I get my boot caught on them all the time when I'm trying oh. to go for the river. So, right. I'm just, I'm a hater. Okay. That's, that's my, yeah. that's I, my I would, discard. I would, I would go a little harder on the aluminum skid plate, you know, the, that's, cause of the noise it makes and stuff, but yeah, yeah. you, you got to do what you got to do. So, that's, that's uh, two roosts so. or two endos and one roost. Okay. Yep. Okay. So next, gonna, next, next one contestant. is going to be from, uh, Alex, Paul Bernstein says the XR650 and something else has those uh, those fork uh, boots, so he's a he's a liker of those. So this one is going to be from uh, Alex Heward. Oh boy! Oh, he he's got he's going to get some love with the chainsaw, but yeah, the, but the photo is a hurting photo. Oh yeah, yeah. 2018 KTM 250 XE enduro engineering chainsaw chainsaw mount with custom light bar right we had we had some guys on the shows a couple of times ago asking where to get those and i think mm-hmm. enduro engineering uh, there's a guy in idaho that makes them mm-hmm. uh, but i think enduro engineering is kind of the the uh, easy place to go but see he's getting that light on with the chainsaw so that's a that's a good mod yeah front and rear moose lex header pipe axp skid plate tugger straps rear disc guard swing arm guards uh, miscellaneous protection parts Tusk fork pegs, a Cherby's plastics since fire and plastic don't mix, and hoping to win this so I can get a sick Takamoto graphics kit. I'm stoked that he doesn't have a front disc protector on there. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking. Any- th- th- this thing looks like it's built to go deep off road, like no trail, and make the trail. Right, not too deep because the gas tank isn't big enough. Right, but uh, I, 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 I don't like the photo. Uh, but I, the chainsaw, just you win. It's a full roost for me. Yeah, yeah. No, no number plate, chainsaw, roost. Do I, do I see a clutch cover guard on this one too? Yep, yep. <laughs> yes, there is. Oh, I boy. got endo. I'm sorry. Endo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you, at least you have a theme. Hey, you, you know, have you? Do you know how easy it is to pop a clutch cover? Do I by tipping over on a rock? Uh, I I did one last year, so I I do know. Oh, you do know. Very okay, catas- so it, be very catastrophic as well. If it 
Well, if you Oops. if you're smart, you stop you know before it gets catastrophic. But di- it, had you had a plastic clutch guard uh, besides your foot getting stuck into it, uh, would you have not had had the problem? Uh, for this one, I probably would have still had the problem, but maybe not as se- <laughs> not as severe. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Paul Bernstein, uh, he's with you, Trevor. He says he hates engine covers and swing arm guards too. I I have I I have that kind of stuff on a few of my bikes, and I, it's kind of it, for me it's a fifty fifty because out here when it's dry and dusty, we're kind of running them through rocks, and they're really beneficial. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't, I hang on with my ankles so I don't get stuck on that stuff. Like I, I get hooked up more on like, uh, things that are connected to the subframe or like the, the brake caliper, uh, covers and or frame, you know, frame rail covers will get hooked up on me. But, uh, the, but if you're in a muddy condition, a lot of times those covers can actually do quite a bit of damage, uh, you know, just from mud getting behind them and corrosion and then. And then, uh, or the mud getting behind them, and then, and then when they vibrate a little bit, it grinds things down. So it's a, it's kind of a hit or miss with that stuff. Uh, yeah. I I don't I don't I don't hate or love them. I I think just use them as needed. I will say I think they're kind of ugly. Ugly, yeah. Okay, so this individual did not give me a name, so I just went with the email address that was sent to me, for, uh, which is a G Gun Trip One Seventy Three. Right. Uh, 2017 Husqvarna FE250 Takamoto Titty Tail. Uh, titty Tail. Yeah, he spelled it correctly. Spell it correctly. Uh, fork mounted signal lights, stiffer fork springs, and Moto Z tires that are mounted, not waiting to be installed. Okay. So is this a resubmission? <laughs> Did he submit the bike when it was brand new with the tire? He said he was going to put the tires on, and we called him out for stock tires. Maybe I'm just guessing. We do get a lot of FEs and EXEs. Yeah, so. I I can't. See, I I mean, dude, I want to go riding there. Number one. Yeah, but I, I can't see his bike. It's like stock headlight too. This is like this is like being at at the wet T-shirt contest, and somebody forgot the water. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It, it, it is white. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a motorcycle's coming at me. There's a dirt bike with a front tire on it. Those, those mountains in the background are really, really yeah. pretty, though. I, I want to go do some hill climbing and descents on those <laughs> particular things there. Uh, what's the yellow? Is that a stock yellow piece of tape down on the? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's graphics. The new, the new graphics. That's the fork graphics on that fork guard graphics. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go, like, I think I want to see a picture of your, I mean, I can't even see the, the titty tail. He, the titty tail may still be hanging on his, on, on his, his wall, wall in the garage. Not, not installed. Yeah. Or kind of like, kind of like I alluded to, like he's telling me about the bike, but I can't see the titty tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, endo. Endo. Trevor? Uh, I can't see a clutch cover, so I guard, so I got I got to roost it. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. We're here for it. Going the opposite way. Okay, so uh, Brendan Springer Davis, I think, has submitted a few times. Okay. So here's another one, and this is quite the exhaust guard, I got to say. Oh, yeah, those things are popular. Oof. Well, they were popular in South Africa. All right, 2019 300 XCW. Lots of bling protection and fuel range with the license plate and freshly installed moose balls that are awesome from Taco Mike. Hide racing pipe and skid plate. Hide racing, yep. That's a that's a that's a protector horrific. 
Have you ever seen how much mud you can pack into one of those things? <laughs> I no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also has the clutch, like the engine, uh, the plastic engine cover guard. Yep. I know where Trevor's going with this. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you just something. Oh, that is a metal. That is a metal front. Disc oh, I saw that. I yeah. saw that the first thing I saw. He's got. He's got. If you if he if he just would have gone a little lighter, I I mean I. I don't know. Okay, so maybe he selectively chose which side to shoot this bike on. So maybe it was a little bit there. And then, and then, I'm going to tell you something about turning the handle. Trevor, do you ever shoot statics with the handlebars turned away from you? I three quarter or side never, static. Never tried that technique. No. Never the, like what he's done here. He's pioneering new ground. That's on some... with this with this angle. So this to me is so. Let's say I was at the wet t-shirt contest. It's going off, and I was on the wrong side of the stage. Mm-hmm. That's that's <laughs> what I'm seeing here with this particular uh, uh, angle, should we say? Uh, I, I like the the fact that his bike seems well used. Uh, he's 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 got some. He's protecting it. I like that. What year again? Nineteen. Nineteen. I have one of those. <laughs> uh, like the bike, like that the I like that ding in the silencer there. The, oh. look at that ding there. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's I, a well used bike. I like this bike is used. Right, but I, I, I can't get over. I mean, I can't get over that that pipe guard. It's it's like a big set of knockers that's just staring at you and you can't see what's underneath there. I, I don't know where I'm going with all this stuff. I don't know. I mean, there, there's something that it reminds me of, but it's a little obscure, and I don't think anyone would get it. Uh, Danny Lorenz says points for the seal severs, legit. Uh, you know what? It, Are it, they though? I, I thought they I, work well, great until they don't. It's kind of one of those things where half the time they really can help and half the time they just pack more mud. It depends on the kind of the mud that gets in there. You know, they, they pack stuff in there. Uh, I, it's one of those things where I think it just depends on conditions and some people have really good luck with them and some people don't. So I, I don't know. I Man, I'm, I'm really – the front discard is, is weighing heavy on me. Big, yeah. I, I kind of like the I, I kind of like the fact that it's a beat bike. If it had a chainsaw on it, it would definitely be in the running. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, know where I'm going? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give him a roost. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a roost. I like what more Paul's... plastic than Kim Kardashian's rear end. <laughs> uh, this is an endo for me. Yeah, Paul. That's a that's a winner comment for sure. <laughs> comment of the night. Yeah, comment of the night. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure this is an endo for Trevor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Trevor, that that was that. I can't believe that there's there's a four out of five. Uh, no, no, we still uh, three out of four. Oh, three we out have of one four. more oh, to one go. More. Okay, good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him. I'm just gonna give him a roost, even though he's you know he tried to sneak the discard by on me, but um, I'm uh, happy with it. Okay, do we, so, we get somebody actually puts their name and all the other stuff in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. All right, so this next one is gonna be from uh, Alex Mar- Marucci. Marucci. In 2021 KTM 500 EXCF, Tusk handguards with blinker, Tusk rear brake protector, Fastway exhaust end cap, uh, Takamoto titty tail, it's spelled correctly, 
uh, Takamoto Get ECU. Okay, so when you say spelled correctly, you're pronouncing it exactly like it's spelled. Yes, yes. Because so it, it shows us who's the true listeners right, of the real, show. Real listener of the show, and yeah. we definitely appreciate. It. Hey, if you if you have submitted a bike and you're in the chat, that's worth some bonus points too, because you can come in and defend yourself. Yep. And then you can tell Trevor where to go with his plastic clutch cover thingamajigger, which this bike, I, Trevor's already just over there sal- salivating, roost, roost, mm-hmm. roost. Uh, let's see, Takamoto, get ECU, D-Smog, chair Beast 3.1 gallon tank, Polysport swing arm guard, Sweet Concepts comfort seat, Slavin's fuel tap, Go Land fuel filter, Molecule skid plate, double take mirror, Kenda Parker DT tires, uh, Bulletproof design swing arm guard. Hey, Trevor, did you hear that? He's not running some K270 on the back, spinning and skidding. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I think he does. Look where his picture's taken. Have you been there? No, you're racing around down in that valley down there making dust, chasing dust. That's, yeah, being dumb. <laughs> see so alex says he loves the handling and the power of this bike setup is for sierra northern sierra nevada dual sport and some desert thanks for making the podcast nice to listen to while driving for work awesome well thanks for thanks for listening hey i gotta give a shout out to my boys down in orange county mm-hmm. the uh inside line moto yeah are you gonna do another show from there i need to because i need to go there and learn some things yeah and not pick on the owner's bike <laughs> like we did last time but no uh, those that, that, yeah it, if you're if you're if you're brave enough to listen to this show in your shop that's a good thing they they, they try not to do it when there's clients in there mm-hmm. but uh you know sometimes the that late those late nights this this you know gets them through and then they might you know maybe they probably don't learn anything uh i i like the bike i like the photo um yeah see trevor is out riding can you see the dry lake bed way out in the distance yeah yeah trevor Trevor's like out there, like a quarter mile behind the guy in front of him, riding, riding his dust, riding in his dust, mm. chasing him. How'd you do? How'd you do at the at the whatever the last race you were at? Uh, we finished. You finished. We finished. <laughs> uh, uh, not 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 very well though. Uh, no, my riding was not up to par. Bike was good, okay. but it was a rider error. So, oh, did you did you crash? Uh, I crashed once, but I just wasn't really feeling the need to go as fast as it took to win or be up there. Okay, so. no, I that's that's the that, okay. <laughs> I, I like to pick on you. I like to pick on everybody, yep. especially younger guys that are coming up. But that is the smartest thing that I've heard come out of your mouth all night. In all honesty, and and uh, I apl- I applaud you for that. I really I I really do. I mean, kind of yep. kind of from the bottom of of my shallow and and rotting heart, <laughs> because I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And you know, when you're having a day like this, oh yeah, no, and, uh, I, that, I that was right a, away, that was that was good. Yeah, smart. I mean, I I I have those days all the time where I just I, and this is why I'm glad I don't have to race. Um, so. Uh, yeah, because you, you know, some days you just you're just you can't pin it because bad stuff can happen quickly. So yep. Uh, so you got the bike dialed finally. Uh, it's getting better. That's not hundred you, percent, but it's a lot closer for sure. And the, and and so you're you're back to that tire that spins, slides, skids. Yeah, we may make some changes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> right on. Uh, where was that uh okay do you know jimmy what where, was that 
Where was that bike footer taken at? Uh, to open it up again. Let me let me start. Let me. Um... It looks like Nevada somewhere. Uh, I am going because he he kind of he kind of said he said you know northern, northern Sierra Sierras Nevada. and stuff like that. Nevada. Uh, okay. And I want to. I want to say that that's that that's on the mountains to the it's up near uh uh it's to the we'll call it the west of the Black Rock Desert. So you're you're actually looking down on the uh the actually the playa where the Black Rock uh where the Burning Man is. So um I think uh I don't know that could be it, that's where I'm just guessing just based on what I can see in the photo. But I don't know there, there's a lot of there's a lot of dry lakes and stuff out there that are big. Uh, people are commenting on the Fastway tip. Uh, some people like it and some people don't. Uh, I've had pretty good experience with them, um, especially when you kind of keep the quiet inserts into them. Mm. It's an, a less expensive way to kind of do a do a muffler swap, although I don't really feel like the stock KTM mufflers need it that much until you really start you know, tuning the front end. Uh, I like this bike. I think I'm going to give it a roost. Did he have a seat concept seat? I don't think he lists. Yes, yes. It looks like comfort yeah. seat. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, he's got some good sponsor products in there. Yeah. So I'm going with Roost. Trevor? Uh, that's a definite Roost for me. That looks like a right. good He bo- could use a Trail Tech kickstand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a Roost for me. Good. Three Roosts. Now we're now we're down to the point where there's $100 on the line. Uh, I I have a I have an idea where I want to go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to let you guys try to talk talk me out of it, even though I don't know what I'm going to say. Okay. So, but I I think I just just so people know, like there is a way to win this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just have all have all of our sponsors on on the bike. This come on, it should be obvious because we're just a shill for our sponsors. So there's no Yamahas, right? No Yamahas. Okay, all, so yeah, no, no Yamahas. Kate, all, all Austrians tonight. A lot of people had Taco Moto stuff on it. It was really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of titty ta- couple titty tails, right? That's that, the, and they're then they're then they're users. Uh, we're not looking at the gear, so we're not worried about Scott Sports or Climb right now. Uh, DDC Sprockets didn't hear that get mentioned. Nope. Uh, trail Tech, a uh, little lacking on the Trail Tech products in that in that mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one had Fast Company Flex Handlebars. Nope. Those guys, I bet you their wrists all hurt, right, Trevor? Absolutely. Have you? Have, do you, do you run Flex bars? Uh, we have them on the Honda, the desert bike and on the one that you're racing. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out how to get know, them. That more. would be, a, that, that would be for the RX. When you modify the RX, I, <laughs> that would be a really good mod for that bike. Yeah. I really want to put them on. I just need to figure out how to kind of get the right, like bar height out of it. Um, cause like the huh. regular, the regular bar is too. Is way too tall for me. But then the right. low bar is too low, so I need to figure out how to get some bar bar mount spacers to kind of bring up that. Talk to call call Cole. He'll he'll know exactly he'll know exactly how to do it. Okay. Uh, Mike Pearson says he has a Trail Tech Voyager on his bike. Is Mike one of the guys? One of the submitting entries? Uh, uh Mike Pearson probably yep. is the first one. The the, the resubmission one. Or the resubmission one. Did he mention that? Did you mention that? Uh, yeah, Trail Tech Voyager. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, Seat Concepts. Uh, seat Concepts. Uh, so we had some some of those. Didn't yep. have too much bulletproof. We know there was bulletproof on yeah, that last one. Yeah, there was a few bulletproof. One. Yeah, bulletproof. That's good. And then double take mirrors, of course. Uh, yeah. 
all supporting the show. And so you just have, you know, your chances go up exponentially when you put our sponsor products on your mm-hmm. motorcycle because they're all good stuff. The only reason they are sponsors of the show is because I do genuinely use those products and I can speak highly of them. And when you use something else, I'm not going to judge you like that much other than you're not going to win this contest. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, Trevor, what's your, what's your choice? Who wins? Uh I'm trying to decide if I go with the bike I like or the bike I feel needs the most help. <laughs> um, hey, this is this is the world that you live in. Uh, I think I might have to go with the guy, the big two-stroke pipe guard thing. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe maybe he can pull off that clutch cover thing, and he'll have a hundred dollars <laughs> to buy a new clutch cover when when he crashes on it, <laughs> puts a hole in it. <laughs> yeah. Matt, oh, it's it's tough for me. It's either Alex with the chainsaw mm-hmm. or the last one because I think it was the best picture of the night too. Alex. Yeah, the last one was a was a clean picture. The last one like checked off. It checked off everything, all the things. But yeah, here here's here's where, and this is why this is easy for me because because the chainsaw, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the 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 chainsaw bike, and whose whose bike was that? That was uh, Alex uh, Heward. Alex, okay. Because I'm gonna, I'm getting ready to go riding someplace where the trails need a lot of chainsawing, and I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna do a little bit of chainsawing, but not a lot because I'm not up there. But I might actually might go up and do a lot because the circumstances will allow me to go do a lot. But uh, I have my little, I only have my little electric chainsaw up there in my motorhome right now, but it's enough to you know clear some trails and do some stuff. But yeah, I think I think the the last bike probably checked off all the all the things. That would mm-hmm. be the super close second, but I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Alex, with the chainsaw because I think since you kind of backed me up on this a little bit, yeah, it, it's I, it's like a tie for me between those two. Yeah, and I do agree with Trevor. You know, the 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 guy with all the protection <laughs> and stuff could, could 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 use it, but I think the guy the guy with the chainsaw could definitely use it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I I love it. The people are out. You know, if you're out working trails and when you're one of the if you're a consumer, you're just out riding trails and never putting in any work. You're not even respecting what you do you have no idea how much work goes into keeping trails open on the advocacy side you know from from going to meetings and doing all that stuff to actually physically working you know trail trail on the ground stuff so uh salute to him and uh i uh i i appreciate that so yeah we're gonna send him a hundred dollar gift from gift certificate from takamoto even though he didn't have very many of our sponsor stuff on there but it was enough to win mm-hmm and that's what life is all about, winning. Right, Trevor? Yeah, that's why my life isn't all that great. What? What? I don't win much. What What place did you get? Uh, we got third. Third? Yeah. Okay. Of- and and uh, is, is it a point? It's a point series? How are we doing? We're not doing too good in points? or No, we were just kind of doing it as a shakedown before Vegas Reno to just see right. how and they're, they're, life is working. They're going to... They're gonna have Vegas Torino, right? It's looking better, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. We'll see uh, that that Thursday or Friday if it actually happens. How fast does your bike go? Is it fast enough yet? Not yet. So we're kind of not yet playing with some gearing next and uh, some ECU stuff. You know, there's a there's a there's a video. I have a video someplace of me going like 107 on a stock Sierra 450X. I topped out 104. So maybe, maybe what are you doing with all these modifications? I I could take a stock bike and go faster than you. 
maybe my tire just spinning. I guess I don't know. I would go. I would go riding right by you, and that was with stock tires. That was a totally one hundred percent box stock, brand new CR four fifty X. Those crappy. And, uh, you'd still want that. What fast? was that? Even with those crappy Dunlop MX fifty twos or whatever that are on there, you did that. No, I think it was. I think it was the AT eighty ones. Oh, they had eighty ones at the time. I think yeah, I think it was the early one, yeah. Okay. It was the, it was the first year. I don't don't quote me on that, but it was whatever. I took the bike from it was at it was at Megala's Ranch. I took it and I rode it over uh to my place in in uh in Weldon and I there was a dirt road and I just sent it. And it was 107. I got it actually uh you know what? Maybe when I did that it was on pavement. It might have been on a little bit of pavement. I don't remember. But I, there's a video someplace. I'm just holding the holding the phone up going 107 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was odometer indicated, not GPS. So I can't. I don't know how off it was, but I think it's pretty accurate. It was quiet. Yeah, <laughs> small opening. Small <laughs> opening on the muffler means go faster. Uh, you should try it sometime. I run it. So I like stock mufflers on most of my bikes. Yeah, the the X muffler is probably not the most ideal. It weigh it does weigh it does weigh a ton. Yeah, uh, we took that one. So up. okay. Uh, Trevor, thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for sharing the KTM opinions. Get get those bikes and let's uh, let's go do some riding someplace. Um, do you have any time off? Or are you like racing every weekend? Uh, or do you have one of those jobs where you have to make an excuse to go riding now? I kind of got one of those jobs now. It seems like I was actually <laughs> I, I I did a dent for uh, John Anderson at W yesterday. We were talking about you. Oh. So. Yeah, W wheels, really yep. good. I got them on my Tenere. They're awesome, super round. Yep. Go make smaller. My little smaller diameter made that bike handle better. You wouldn't believe where we took the Tenere. So pretty, pretty happy with that. I'm so happy with it. I might ride back up there and go to the Washougal National and then ride the uh, ride the uh, Alpine Stars Ride Day for the new gear. I think you should ride the Tenere so. on the track. Oh, don't don't put it past me. The, I'll do you, it. Fully allowed- loaded. No, not loaded. I take the stuff off. I think you could beat do Jet. A, do a, I've got you in my pocket? Yeah. Or no, do a head-to-head <laughs> against Jet. See if you can take his undefeated streak. What, what did I race him on? What was it that at the Honda intro? What I, ra- I I challenged him on a BBR or something like that? Or No, I I, were, I rode the, the 250, and I passed him when he was on the little BBR bike. Yeah. At, uh, was it Oregon or something? In Oregon, yeah. So I passed Jet Lawrence before. There we go. Yeah. it's It was easy. I blew right past him. <laughs> Actually, we were gonna put something on that. We were gonna put something on the Instagrams or something like that. But like uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Brown, Carson, and Dwayne didn't think it was a good idea because <laughs> they saw what we were doing. Because we, you know, they were doing something, and mm-hmm. we kind of went out and did something else. I have, <laughs> I have that footage someplace. <laughs> One of few people. <laughs> yeah. So hey, you know, I have a question for everybody. If you're listening to this, and I want you to think about it, and maybe the next show we can kind of go out. Because everybody has an opinion on stuff. What the hell is Jet Lawrence doing to go so much faster than everybody else? What is his technique? Like, ooh, I might have an answer, but I'm going to say, say quiet. Think about it. Like, like, what is that guy? I, I watch it, and I'm pretty sure I, I kind of have it, but I'd like to hear what other people think. It, it's, uh, it's interesting. Cause I know, I know what, I know what Tomac was doing to go fast. <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of understand his thing, and I, I've seen. And I, and I, when I watch like Roxon and Sexton and even Jet on a 250F and Hunter on his 250F, 
you know, they, they all have they, they all have a thing. There's stuff that they're doing. There's things that they're doing. But like whatever Jet's doing on the 450, because it sure because I, I watched it live at Hangtown, and now I'm watching it on TV, and it doesn't necessarily make sense. But anyways, so that's the, that's the question for next week. It's fun to so watch. What, maybe one of these motocross podcasts will answer that question. Yeah, the 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 the, the smart people. So. Do you think this would be more, if he goes undefeated? Do you think this would be more impressive than the other perfect seasons? No. Okay. No. Like equally as impressive? No. No, I think I. Eh, I don't know. No, you know, you know what's impressive of, about it is the mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, making the bike ride all the time. You know, to yeah. have twenty four motos without mechanical stuff. Uh, just you know the the I don't want to call it the luck, but just the just all the things that go on that could cause it, you know, first turn crashes, just stuff like that. So, so number one, I'm always more impressed. Like, okay, they got through without any sort of mechanical or anything that just had to slow them down health, you know, keeping Mm -hmm. your health together. So there's so much stuff that goes into it. And yeah, there's, there's riding ability and talent, but that's such a, it's a, it's a really a, and when we go to this level of talking about a perfect season, it's so little about the riding ability. That's only one ingredient when you Mm -hmm. start looking at all the other, all the other things, but uh, but I, I want to know what the damn riding ingredient is, right, Trevor? You can use it. I would appreciate that, but <laughs> okay. So we're we're uh, we're actually uh, we're uh, we're gonna have to hop off here. We're gonna get off get off of this damn podcast. We're gonna try to help out Trevor, and thank you everybody for joining in. You can always. Uh, Share this with a friend. Tell a friend. Uh, watch our things. Actually, we need to get our we need to get our viewerships up. They've kind of ta- they've plateaued a little bit. It, mm-hmm. it might be because we suck, but mm-hmm. just if this episode and all the other episodes suck, just send it to your friend as a joke, <laughs> and make them watch it. So with that, everybody, uh, we're gonna sign off, and we will uh, see you out in the trail. Cheers. See you guys.